Welcome to today's podcast with Crosspoint Church, where we share the gospel and we share our lives. With so many fun and new exciting things going on at church, we want you to be in the loop. So make sure that you check out our Facebook page and that you check out our website at www.crosspointwaverly.com. And now for today's message. So glad that you're here. Honestly, we're grateful that you've decided to worship with us here today. And we're going to continue our series, Give, Grow, Go, this morning. Before I do that, I just want to highlight Erica. Uh, Erica is my wife. She is a tremendous minister here in our church. We're grateful for all that she does in leading sisterhood. And one of the things that maybe some of you know about her or you don't know is that she is an author. And on Tuesday, her new book, Praying Is Not Hard, will be released anywhere where you can buy a book. And I'm so grateful that I'm going to have my wife back. You know, for the last months, every night I go home and she's like working on this book. I'm like, hello, baby. You're still married, you know? Like, uh, anyway, she's sitting back there. She was playing the piano. She'll be back up at the end of service and you'll see her. But if you go to her Facebook page on Tuesday, you'll see some special deals. Hopeful to have some copies next week for you if you want one of those as well. But baby, I'm proud of you. Thank you so much for uh, giving your heart to Jesus, growing in your relationship with him, and then going. Like your method of going is through writing. You're incredibly gifted at it and so grateful that you've taken, you've taken the giftings and the abilities that God's given to you and that he's going to use it mightily to help people engage even more in their prayer life. Let's express our appreciation to her one more time. Over the past couple of weeks, I've shared the story as to how we came up with the terminology of give, grow, go. As a team, we got away and really looked for some common language that we could rally around. If you've missed the last two weeks' messages, I would encourage you to listen online at crosspointwaverly.com, watch on YouTube or Facebook, or listen on Spotify. In those meetings as a staff, we came up with these three words. Help me out this morning. Give, grow, Go. Maybe you saw some of the staff wearing these t-shirts this morning right here. Thank you, Pastor Madison, for designing these Crosspoint Church on the front. Give, grow, go on the back. And you're like, how do I get one of these shirts this morning? I'll tell you how you sit on the front row. Front row leadership, Carrie, there you go. Uh, One of the first ones in the church to receive that shirt. So next week. For everyone who's here, you'll receive one of those shirts for free, and, uh, and so don't miss next week, but we love it. We also, uh, these are not free. Uh, you'll be able to purchase uh, these uh, for this Crosspoint Church, and then Give, Grove Go. Look at that. Yeah, so thank you again. I freeze, and so that's why I'm not wearing the t-shirt this morning. I'm not special, but I think this sweatshirt's special, so uh, get one of those next week. These three words really create the base of our mission statement. And as a church, we exist to inspire and equip people to give their whole lives to Jesus, to grow in their relationship with him and others, and then to go and tell the world the good news. And we recognize that the only way that any of these three steps happen is through the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit draws men to God for salvation. The Holy Spirit refines us and shapes us and sanctifies us into the disciples that he's called us to be. And the Holy Spirit empowers us to share the good news with the world. And none of this happens without the work of the Holy Spirit. We also understand that everything that we do starts with what God did for us. 
we think about the magnificent mercy of God that he gave his son, it starts with what Jesus did for us, and then we do what we do because he did what he did. In light of what Jesus did for us, the only reasonable response that we could offer or that we could do would be to give our whole selves back to him. We win as a church when we help people give your all to the one who gave it all. So last week, we really unpacked this word give. And again, if you missed it, I'd encourage you to go online and listen to it. Today, we're going to focus on the second word, which is to grow. Everybody say grow. What I'm about to say to you is obvious, but maybe sometimes is missed. Do you realize that Jesus grew? We celebrate the birth of Jesus every Christmas. We realize that he didn't come into the world as a grown man. Instead, he entered the world as a baby. Luke chapter 2 records a scene when Jesus was 12 years old. His family attended a church service, and then the entire church decided that they would march to Charles City to eat at Pizza Ranch. (laughs) And in that journey, all of a sudden, they look and realize that Jesus isn't with them. They did what some of you do, have done. They left their son at church. And so the Bible records that for three days, they walked back, and for three days they looked for Jesus and finally found him in the temple. Quietly, mom and dad listened to Jesus' answers and his interactions in the temple. Mary was almost won over by it. But then she looked at Jesus and she said, I don't care how smart you are. Boy, don't you ever do that to me again. Some of you wonder, is that really in the Bible? It really is. Luke chapter 2. She said to him, why did you do this to us? Jesus said, I don't know what the big deal is. Why are y'all so weird and controlling? (laughs) Twelve years old. I'm grown. Not all of that was true. He said, why are you looking for me? He said, you know that I need to be in my father's house. And in verse number 51, it said that Jesus went with his parents and was submissive to them. Of course he was. He had done ticked his mama off. Like, he, he should be grateful that she didn't thwart the plans of God and cut his life early. In verse 52, it says that Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Jesus increased in wisdom. He grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. We want to inspire and equip you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and others. Let's pray this morning. God, we thank you so much for your word and for the power that it has to transform our lives. God, I pray that this morning that you would take our best laid plans, our best efforts to communicate your word as effectively and powerfully as possible, and that today that your Holy Spirit would just add something extra to it. Lord, that people would hear today what they need to hear to walk out of here inspired to grow in their relationship with you and others. In Jesus' name, amen. We do what we do because Jesus did what he did. Jesus modeled spiritual and relational growth to us. 
I'm a super competitive person and I love to win. Those of you who are close to me know that. And the reality is, is I might hate to lose more than I love to win. I'm not entirely sure uh, what's more true. Sometimes hating something can be more of a motivator and more powerful than loving something. Sometimes I'll watch my wife cheer for a team that she doesn't love or care if they win, but what she does care about is how much she hates the other team and wants to see them lose. It's a motivator for her. Sometimes the, the, the hatred for what God brought you from keeps you from wanting to slip back into it. It's a motivator. The only way in competition to win is either to grow or develop or to comp- or to compete against a lesser opponent. And who wants to do that unless you're part of the Big 12 Conference? (laughs) Oh, you're like, you don't even know what you're talking about. You're right, I don't. I had to see if that line would work this morning. Apparently it did. (laughs) As we talk about growing our relationship with him and others, we're not talking about competition with each other. As I grow in my relationship with God and others, it isn't about what someone else has achieved or accomplished, and it's not a comparison game with others. It's about where am I at in this moment, and what do I need to do to grow in my relationship with him? The purpose of growing in our relationship with God is not to earn something, but instead to steward and to foster and to grow a relationship with a God who has lavished and continues to lavish inexhaustible love on us. So our growing is not for the sake of striving or earning. It's just to foster and grow the most important relationship that we could ever have. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 15 and 16. He says, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. We need to grow up in every way. We need to learn to speak the truth in love. And as we all commit to grow in Christ's likeness and knowledge in him, Paul writes that when each part is working properly, it makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. How many know that just because we're growing doesn't necessarily mean that we're winning? Some of the greatest growth happens in life because of defeat. And also with growth comes growing pains. As we grow in Christ's likeness, there might be these moments where we're like, oh, if I can just get victory in this one area of my life, then I'll feel like, man, I'm, I'm good to go. And then you receive victory in that area of your life, and then the Holy Spirit reveals that there's another area that you could grow in and be more Christ-like. And it's like, oh, but I, oh, I just got that one, and now, now there's more. There's pain in growing to be more like Christ-likeness. There's a denying of ourself, taking up our cross, and following Jesus. It's an ongoing journey. One of the the songs that we sang this morning, the bridge said, should this life bring suffering? Y'all sang it, right? Should this life bring suffering? Like in our hearts, we're like, why are we singing this song? Should this life bring suffering? No, I don't want suffering. I just, the song says, should this life bring suffering? I'll remember what you did on Calvary and I will also remember this. God, you are so good. Should this life bring suffering? God, you're so good. 
Y'all, you're a grown-up in Jesus. When life's brought you suffering and you can sing that song with integrity and with honesty to say, God, you're so good. There are other times when our faith is growing like this, but our circumstances remain flat. Paul uses this language describing the church as a body. And there might be seasons when you're growing faster than the person sitting beside you or the person sitting around you. Can I encourage you, don't stop growing. And also, as you continue to grow, may you grow in the grace that you extend to the person sitting beside you or around you who's not growing at the same pace as you. Peter wrote in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. God expects growth out of us. He's not looking for us to stall out uh, or for our growth to decline. He expects growth from us. Last Saturday, there was a track meet in Warburg 1. Woo, woo. There's a young lady who attends our church who was competing that day. She had practiced. She had worked hard and competed hard all season. And on that day, she lined up to do what she had done hundreds of times in her career. And she ran towards the upright and cleared five foot eight and three quarters inches. Bria Christopher right here on the third row this morning. She broke the school record. She's ranked number two in the nation, and I can't wait till next week when she goes to Birmingham and comes back and says, now I'm ranked number one. Y'all, that's what I'm talking about. Let's go. One detail about her story that's so inspiring is she was already the school record holder. Bria originally tied the previous school record in the indoor high jump of five foot seven inches in her first collegiate meet January 18th, 2020. Coach Seth, I want to thank you for feeding me these statistics. <laughs> she broke the school record twice more during the 2020 indoor season, finishing with five foot eight inches. January 15th, 2022, she broke again the school record, her school record, with five foot eight and a half inches. In February 18th, 2023, last Saturday, she tied her school record. And then went on the same day to break her school record with a jump of five foot eight and three quarters inches tall. Like, I don't even know if y'all realize, like, that's got to be somewhere close to what she just cleared. I mean, that is insane how high she jumped. Not at one time in her collegiate career did she think, you know what, I already broke the school record. I can just coach, coast for the rest of the next few years. Instead, she continued with her commitment to grow for the past three years and still breaking records. It's amazing. And because she was committed to growing, I want you to turn your attention to the screen so you can see what happened.
Did y'all hear that? Thank you, Jesus. When she completed it, you did it. Do you realize that at the end of this race of faith, there's going to be a celebration for those who didn't quit? For those who said, God, I'm going to grow. And one day when we stand face to face with Jesus, I promise you, there won't be an ounce of us who looks at Jesus and says, I wish I would have coasted. I wish that I wouldn't have been committed to growth, but instead that we pressed through and we did it. What a powerful moment. She experienced that moment five times in her career at Warburg, and she didn't quit. As an athlete, she conditioned herself. She learned to endure, and through her hard work, she brought glory to God. I love as those that came around you celebrated. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God, right? How many know that we can leverage the talents and abilities that he's given to us and use them for his glory? There might be some of you right now who feel like you're on the top of the mountain with your relationship with God. You're PR in it right now. You've set all kinds of records. Can I just encourage you this morning, if that's you, don't stop growing. Keep growing. Pastor Madison shared something else with me this week about Bria and her commitment to grow that stretches beyond the track. Her desire to bring God glory extends to every area of her life. She and her fiance Riley sitting beside her here every single week. Like this is the place where they sit, where they come to participate, not to spectate, but to participate and worship and grow in their relationship with God. Riley's part of a Bible study with Romeo every Saturday where he's growing in his relationship with others. You also had a great week last week and congratulations to you. Sorry we don't have a video of that today. Get, to, get used to living in, in your fiance's shadow. You know, for me, 20 years with Erica, it's good. After graduation, they're going to get married, and they had their engagement pictures taken, and I saw something in those engagement pictures that I've never seen another couple uh, have. And why don't you just look to your, the screen and see what I'm talking about. They have engagement pictures of them with a Bible. Sailor did a great job capturing that. And I'm just telling you, this wasn't done for show. It wasn't done for somebody to say, hey, look at me. Instead, it was done because Jesus is central to their lives and to their relationship. And how cool is it that one day their future children will look back on their engagement pictures and there will be a picture of them with a Bible and they'll be able to share with them the importance of God in their relationship then and today. It's amazing. They're committed to growth in their relationship with God and with each other. Can we just, like, I don't even know. Y'all are amazing. Keep it up. Proud of you. Amazing story. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is known as the love chapter. 
Some of you could even quote some of the verses that are in there of what love is and what love isn't. The passage continues in verse number nine and says, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now, faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. There's coming a day where we will be united with Jesus in heaven. This is what it means that when the perfect comes. And so when the perfect comes, we won't need tongues, we won't need prophecies, we won't need knowledge, but it says that love will remain. The things that are so important in the now will no longer be important. The incomplete will be complete. The temporal will be gone, but the eternal will continue. How cool that Bria broke school records. It's amazing. I'm grateful that while growing in the temporal, she has prioritized the eternal. And I just want to encourage y'all, as you seek to grow in the temporal, that you would prioritize the eternal. One day the record will fade away, but the love for God will be eternal. Paul continues, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For some of you, growth looks like growing up for fun. Will you just look at your neighbor and say, grow up? <laughs> some of you are still in the infancy phase with your relationship with God. Can I tell you, you're not meant to stay there. You're meant to grow. There's more for you to discover and grow in. Verse 12, Paul writes, now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. While there's more for us to know about God and grow in our relationship with him, we are fully known by him. So while there's more that we can grow and know of him, some of you need to hear this this morning, you are fully known by him. There's a family in our church who's been going through some tough, some tough challenges, and in the midst of these challenges, you can see the hand of God at work. Tom Lockard came in this week and recorded this video testimony of what God's been doing in his family's life. Would you please turn your attention to the screen? I'm Tom Lockard, and this is a story about our son, Quinn. In the summer 2022, Quinn was um, at the doctor for a regular sports physical, and he was diagnosed with wing scapulas. What we found out was that there's some um, issues that, that, that can cause that and they wanted to do more testing. Over the next several months, um, all the way up into October, he went on, uh, underwent tests, and um, that's when on October 4th, things started to become real serious. 
The doctors told us that he likely had one of two things, radioplexitis or a form of muscular dystrophy. And that wasn't the, the news that we were hoping for. You know, November uh, of 2022, I volunteered to join the Cross Point youth down in um, the Des Moines area. And we were at the convention and there was a worship set that was going on. And there was a boy by the name of Noah from another church. I'd never seen him in my life. I never met him, never talked to him. Who walked up to me and I was like, Okay, well, is this kid coming to talk to me? <laughs> yes, he was. Uh, he came up to me and he said, my name's Noah and God's put a message on my heart that's intended for you. Would it be okay if I share with you? And I said, wow, yeah, yeah. I was a little bit weirded out by it, but yeah. What he proceeded to do was to tell me that um, God saw what was going on in my life. God saw all of the things that I was doing. He saw how faithful I've been. He saw how much I've trusted in Him. And He just wanted wants you to know that He sees you. He sees it. Um, and that there's blessings coming. One of those things that He talked about specifically was physical healing. And at that moment I knew it was Quinn that He was talking about. a week after I was doing a devotional and got done and was praying and closed out and then God hit me with a message and the message was Quinn will be healed the doctors will have no explanation for it at the appointment but it's possible that it may not be at the appointment that he's completely uh, free and clear that they tell him that his diagnosis is he's healthy. I shared the, the message of Noah with Quinn. I shared the message that God had put on, put on my heart with Quinn the night before as we were sitting on the couch having a conversation. And I said, Quinn, we're going to go down to this appointment and the doctors aren't going to be able to explain it. He's like, okay, in typical Quinn fashion. We went down to the appointment. The appointment went exactly the way that it had been revealed to me that it would happen. Exactly the way that it was revealed. And I, I was just so thankful to have shared with Quinn that um, God was going to do this because the look in his eyes when he heard the doctors talking about how they couldn't explain it and how no one with this muscular dystrophy condition had ever been able to successfully do the things that he was doing and that they didn't believe that he was going to be, um, be diagnosed with that disease. To see him smile through his eyes in that way was a look that a mom and dad would never want to have taken away and it was a beautiful experience to be part of. Thank you.
Come on, to the glory of God. Today in second service, Quinn's going to get baptized. Should this life bring suffering, God, I will remember you are so good. What a powerful story. And in the midst of a scary health diagnosis, God was at work growing their faith. There's so many elements of that story that I love. Tom's confidence that the Holy Spirit had spoken to his heart. But how many know that sometimes our confidence can still be kept internal? Right, I, I'm telling you, even where I sit as a pastor, if I'd have been in the same situation with my son, there would have been a temptation to go, I'm not gonna tell my son until after it happens. And then I'm gonna be like, son, let me point back to this moment. But the courage to have the conversation on the front end, for his son to hear the exact same script that he said was gonna be read at the doctor's office, and for Quinn to look at his dad and be like, man, God is real. God's so real. It's amazing. The fact that a teenage kid would have the courage to exercise the gift of the Holy Spirit in his life to an adult at a youth event that then would prophesy the healing of another teenage boy. Come on, God is at work. The reality is this room is filled with people who have some incredibly powerful testimonies. There are a number of you who have taken the right small steps over time, a long obedience in the same direction as Eugene Peterson says, and it's netted big results. We could be here for days telling everybody's story, but can I tell you we're a church that's going to inspire and equip you to give your whole self to God, to grow in your relationship with him and others, and then go into all the world and tell the good news. As I wrap up this message this morning, I want to close with some words that Paul wrote in Colossians chapter 1, verse number 9. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Y'all, that's, that's what it looks like to grow in our relationship with him. To be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. To walk in a Christ-like manner, worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him. Again, going back to giving our whole selves not compartmentalizing, not keeping anything back, but fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. I'm gonna ask that you bow your heads and close your eyes all across this room this morning. Maybe there are some of you who've come in today and you've never surrendered your life to Jesus. You've never given your whole self to him and you say, today I wanna become a follower of him. I want him to take my sin and my shame and to give me a new start. The Bible tells us that for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Today, God is extending that gift to some of you in person today and those watching online. If that's you today, you say, I need to ask Jesus to come into my life for the very first time. Or you say, I need to see my relationship restored back to him. When I count to three, why don't you slip up your hands all across this room? One, two, Three, lift them up all across this room. Thank you. One, two, you can put them down. Are there others this morning?
us all stand. There were at least two hands that went up this morning of people who need to ask Jesus to come into their life for the very first time or who need to see their relationship restored back to him. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna lead us in a prayer and if you raised your hand, I want you to repeat it after me and mean it with everything that's within you. But know that you won't be praying this prayer alone but that each of us in support of you will also be praying. Let's pray. Say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I've messed up. This morning I ask for your forgiveness. Come and give me a fresh start. Be my savior. Be my king. Take over every area. Take over every aspect. And help me from this day forward to live for you with all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my mind, with all of my strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give God praise for what he's done this morning. If you raise your hand this morning, we want to encourage you in the decision that you've made. If you would text the word yes to 319-250-8998. Again, text the word yes to 319-250-8998. We want to encourage you in the decision that you've made and the journey that God wants to take you on. We leave time at the end of each of our services for people to receive prayer. And if you've come in today and your faith has been built and you're like in this atmosphere of faith, I want God to move. I want him to meet my need. In just a moment, the prayer team's going to make their way to both sides of the stage. The worship team's going to lead us in another song. And I would encourage you, move from your seat today. Let somebody pray for you, and let's celebrate what God does as he answers those prayers this morning. I'm going to pray, then the worship team is going to lead us in that song, and I'd encourage you to step out of your seat. God, we thank you so much that as you look across this room this morning, that is filled with people who day by day are growing in their relationship with you. Lord, I pray that we would continue in that And that the words that Paul prayed, that we would grow in our knowledge of your will in all spiritual wisdom and an understanding. God, that all of us would not do anything to jeopardize our testimony, to jeopardize what you've done in our lives, but instead that we would walk in a manner worthy of our Lord. That we would live our lives fully pleasing to you and that we would bear fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. And so, Lord, I pray for those who feel like they're in the infancy stage of their relationship with you, that today would be a day that they would hear these words, that it's time to grow up, and that they would begin to continue to take those steps in daily reading of their Bible, prayer with you, being part of small groups, coming to church, watching uh, uh, things on Right Now Media, Bible studies on that. Lord, anything that they can do to foster and grow that relationship with you, I pray that they will. And Lord, that they'll look back on this moment and and realize how far they've grown. Oh, we celebrate Priya this morning and the accomplishments that she's had athletically. But God, we celebrate even more her love for you and her commitment to grow in you. And so, Lord, for those at the other end of the spectrum this morning, from infancy to the mountaintop, for those who feel like they're PRing it in their relationship with you, God, may may they not settle or coast, but instead may it inspire them to grow even more. The fact that they've gotten a taste of where they're at, may may it inspire them 
them to grow even more in their relationship with you and others for your praise and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this message was inspiring and encouraging. For more information about this message or about all things Crosspoint, check out our Facebook and head to our website at www.crosspointwaverly.com.